It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to episode number 418 of Locked On Raptors for Thursday, November 15th. I'm your host, Sean Woodley of RaptorsHQ.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at WoodleySean. Find the show at Locked On Raptors, where you can find links to every single episode. And, of course, as always, make sure you're checking out the Locked On Podcast Network with team-focused shows for all 30 NBA teams, all 32 NFL teams. we got Locked On College shows as well. We've got national NBA shows with Locked On Fantasy as well as Locked On NBA uh, with weekly contributions over there from Ben Golliver and Sam Amick. On the NFL side, we've got Matt Williamson doing Locked On NFL with guests by guest appearances by Mike Sando and Sage Rosenfels, among others, each week. So make sure you're checking all of those out. And if you find a show in the network that you like, please do the thing where you subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. All the places you get your podcast is extremely helpful, very nice to, to do, considering it's free content that we're giving you. All we ask is that you leave a little rating or review, and it's very, very nice of you. And uh, makes us uh, our jobs easier because it makes us more visible and discoverable and all that uh, fun internet buzzwordy stuff uh so yeah please do that also you can check out my patreon page if you want you can find uh premium podcasts over there for five bucks a month or more uh i'm not sure what i'm doing this week it's kind of been a crazy busy week for work but i'll get another one up by sunday and uh yeah so stay tuned for that and uh, if you want to subscribe you'll hear the most recent episode where myself and today's guest talked about the raptor for like an hour and it was great and we talked about uh crunch the wolf a little bit as well the sexy mascot for the minnesota timberwolves among other things uh and i guess we can introduce that guest now katie heindel how's it going going good pretty freezing yeah it's snowing and terrible i don't really mind like easing into snow like the little dustings are fine but like yeah. Snow everywhere first, is bad. The first snow's okay, though. You know, you're like, oh, I could deal with this for four months. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then it just like grates on you by the end of November. It'll be terrible. Hopefully, it melts. Yeah. Usually, it'll melt this time earlier. This has been weather talk uh, to start the podcast. So hell yeah! Um, <laughs> listen to a weather podcast. Do they have weather podcasts? I hope so. I'm gonna find one. <laughs> like the anyway, weather network. Hello. Pod. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, Katie. Of course, from Vice Sports and the Athletic and Raptors Republic, and uh, also. Her new, her new uh, basketball newsletter, Basketball Feelings. Subscribe to that. Um, and uh, that's kind of the reason you're on today's show. The Raptors lost to the Pistons last night. And we could get analytical about it, but, like, I don't know what there really is to say. The Raptors were ahead by, like, 19. And then in the fourth quarter, their offense became kind of shitty. And Kawhi Leonard kind of did a little bit too much or tried to do a little bit too much. They got away from what makes them very good. Pascal Siakam couldn't really guard... Blake Griffin, and then some weird voodoo stuff at the end, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, came into play as the game drew closer, and the Raptors ended up losing. It's fine. They're 12-3. and They have an 800 winning percentage. It's not that big a deal. Um, If you really want me to dive into the loss more, you can please tweet at me, and uh, maybe I'll do a more in-depth analytical podcast on what happened, but that's not really what matters with this game, because the storyline going in and coming out is Dwayne freaking Casey, who... Came back, made his return, and had a triumphant win in his first game. It was really cool to see him uh, get that win and just sort of mobbed by his team. And it it was very heartening, I think, to see the Pistons players really seem to embrace the idea of trying to win for Dwayne. Um, Katie, you watched this game, and you have teased to me in our DMs uh, leading up to this that you're actually happy with the outcome. Uh, Can you please describe why? Yeah, I'm thrilled with the outcome. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would have been th- see. I would have been thrilled the other way. I wanted to win that game. I thought for sure we would be. I went to go put a face mask on. I came back. We were losing terribly. <laughs> um, so, I, I, but I mean, at the end of the day, yeah, I'm happy for I'm happy for Casey, and I'm I'm happy for him mostly because one, the Pistons haven't been doing so great so far this season. Mm-hmm. Um, two, it's like been a month since the season started. Yeah, I wouldn't say this game is like inconsequential, but if you're gonna let someone have one, like this is the one to let them have. Oh yeah, like I, I could not possibly care less about a November fourteenth loss. It just doesn't matter to me. And I, like I know people were upset about like how the game finished and the way they played. I just I don't have the energy to care that much about that kind of stuff. And maybe it's my job to care about that stuff. I host a daily podcast on the team, but like considering who the opponent was, like, if this was against, like, the dastardly Celtics or something, then, yeah, maybe I'd be a little bit more inclined to break down what happened and be upset about it. But ultimately, I think I'm kind of happy with what happened, too. It was really cool to see Dwayne have that reaction. Um, He got the really great ovation as well in the cool video, and I thought that was really nice and kind of lived up to what Masai Ujiri promised in the offseason after he both fired Dwayne Casey and traded DeMar DeRozan, that he was going to honor those two extensively and make sure they were, you know, well beyond the time he's even with the team. So that's good, and they that, that all got taken care of. My biggest question, Dwayne's outfit. He was going with the open collar, uh, looked, a little, looked pretty suave. Do you think Dwayne was going for, like, the equivalent of someone going to a party where they know their ex is going to be there and they're trying to dress to the nines to make them impressed and or jealous? 100%. I also noticed that his suit is much slimmer. Yeah, he got got tailored in a little bit, yeah. And for here, um, he's just like, he looks looks good. He doesn't seem to look uh, as as haggard as he did (laughs) toward the end of his time with the Raptors. Um, You know, I think it's like... He's doing well in Detroit. Uh, no, I don't know. I think, like, ultimately, it's just sort of, 
it, isn't it everybody's fantasy to when you get fired from a job to go back to the job at some point or I mean I guess it's, it wouldn't work out to be all of our fantasies that we could win against the team that fired us yeah. basketball team specifically and have someone do like crazy uh, last second shot to win the game for us but again it's just like if you get canned I feel like that's the kind of revenge that you want so again that's why I was pretty happy for him the NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every Monday Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, and I think maybe there's a bit of like animosity you can sense coming into the game and just like around Dwayne talking about the team. Like he had a little quote where he's like, yeah, I've been watching them this year. They're not really running anything different than what we ran. Um, And just kind of like the little... (laughs) Yeah, which is kind but of a self own. I like, yeah, like I don't know. Like, yeah. Again, like he, he got like you know how I feel about this. Like he, yeah. I don't think, I think the summer was a little bit of a mess. I think he, like if one, if all he's gonna get to be honored, like Masai said, is a montage. I don't like that's not great. So I think you know the team getting the win for him. Yeah. Is is pretty good. Um, I think that like. He could be a bit salty if he wants to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't see this interview. Someone told me about it today. But that what Blake Griffin said after the game. What did he say? He said something like, "He's like, yeah, you know, like just one for our coach. Happy to win for him. Like, we really appreciate him as a coach. I, <laughs> I don't know. Like, if this. Like, he, 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 like, basically was just like, we really appreciate him, and we know Toronto did it or something like that. Oh man. <laughs> Which I feel like, okay, Blake, you know, that's a bit dramatic. Like, when you get to that point, you don't need to, to do that for him. Like, you you already won the game, you know? I'm, I'm, I'm with it. I'm cool with it. Blake had a big game, too. He can talk all he wants. And honestly, it's really heartening to see how quickly this, the Pistons players have glommed on to Casey and, and appreciate him. So that's heartening to me, really. Um, yeah, you mentioned, like, the offseason and the, the summer and sort of it being a bit of a mess. Like, ultimately, I think... And I'm sure you would agree with this as well. Like, the team's probably better off for it as, like, a winning entity. But, like, there was a little bit of soul that was sucked out of it because it was a very ghoulish summer. And, like, that's the kind of stuff you have to do. And, like, Masai, I don't think Masai, if there's one thing that kind of gives me solace, it's, like, I don't think he made all these decisions, like, easily. I think it kind of ripped him apart to do these things. And, like, I wouldn't be shocked if whenever he eventually moves on from being a GM, if he looks back on this summer as, like, one of the reasons why. Obviously, he's got his charity, you know, commitments and stuff, and he wants to be more involved in that, I'm sure, in, in, you know, five, ten years' time. But I do think, for him, the personal side of things really mattered. And I don't think he, like, traded Dwayne or traded Damari and got rid of Dwayne, you know, with without a lot of thought and sort of going back and forth with it in his mind. So, like... He's, that's the decision he has to make, but yeah, it, it, there was a soullessness to what they did. So my question to you is, like, do you think the Raptors deserved the loss that they got on uh, on Wednesday night? Like, did they need this loss almost to settle the karmic score? You know, and is it better that it got out of the way before a more crucial juncture of the season? No, I mean, like, I don't think they deserved it. I think <laughs> it was, like, a good timing. I think... Uh, it was like a wacky game at the end, like mm-hmm. a, like the ball like bouncing off Kawhi's foot, 
um, you know, like there were some some instances where I don't, I guess you could be like, oh, that's karma um, at play, but it just like, no, I don't think they deserve to lose. Because again, if they won, I would have been equally as stoked, but we wouldn't be talking about this on your podcast. Yeah. This ended up being a very perfect day to have the basketball feelings Dean on the podcast. So I'm, I... Oh, <laughs> um, I guess like to your point before what you were saying, like, is this going to be, will this past summer be like the one that, I don't know, Messiah ever looks back on and regrets or something? I think it's really going to hinge on what happens this year, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't, like, again, you know, my feelings on nurse are not they're still not like a hundred percent, like I'm still not a hundred percent confident in, in him. And I think last night was like more of an indicator. Why mm-hmm. um, you'd think like, you know, you're playing the guy who coached this team for seven years. Like you might want to try and switch it up a little bit instead of relying just heavily on the fact that you think like Leonard's going to go out there and, and bring you the win. Like yeah. the last games like haven't been that fun to watch. Like they've been a bit messy. Yeah. Um, and I know, like, there's guys that are hurt, and I think, like, when shots don't fall, like, I don't know what you can really do about that, but um, I hope it's, like, a little bit of a, okay, like, get get it together now, or, like, maybe switch it up, nurse. Yeah, I think the last couple of games, and last night in particular, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm pro the trades. I think Kawhi is uh, very obviously ridiculously good at basketball and is going to help them win many, many games, but... I do think last night was kind of an example of the kind of trade-off of your soul that you kind of do when you get a guy as good as Kawhi because, like, most of the time he's going to take the leeway that he was given by Nick Nurse last night and the team and, 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 you know, power the team to a win because he's very hard to stop and he's a very good defender and he's a superstar. Like, he's going to score a bunch of buckets if he really wants to. But there will be some nights where... That doesn't go well. He has a rough night. He kicks the ball out a couple times. The turnovers aren't great. Stanley Johnson, for some reason, learned how to play basketball all of a sudden last <laughs> night. Um, yeah. And so on nights like that, if you are so sort of in the boat of the superstar carrying you all the way, then that's going to come around and bite you in the ass. And it's going to be the reason you lose the game is because you have kind of abandoned your sort of philosophy that makes you what you are, which the Raptors have been for the last year and a bit, like this egalitarian team where everyone's scoring buckets and everyone's happy. And it's been mostly that with Kawhi this year. And I think Kawhi's done a really good job of fitting in while also looking for his spots. But I do think the last couple games, and in particular Wednesday against the Pistons, were kind of an example of it going a little bit too far. And I don't know how to sort of break that down and who to place blame on. Maybe it's just Kawhi trying to get himself back up to speed, which totally fine with that too. Like if he feels like he needs a quarter where he needs to just kind of flex his muscles a bit, I'm cool with that. But um, that is kind of the, the deal with the devil you make when you have a superstar like that is like you kind of live and die with them as opposed to being able to fall back on your more sort of, you know, your your fu- your foundation and your philosophy that can kind of will you to a win. And maybe this is dumb, terrible analysis, but I, I think there's something to it. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think so. I, I like. I wouldn't. I honestly like. I don't blame last night on Kawhi at all. Like, I when when he bonked the ball off his foot, I was like, "There's." I don't think there's anyone in the league that is going to take that more personally than he will. Yeah. You know. So, again, I just like. It was a. It was a weird last quarter. Like, there was a couple like wacky plays, and then like, who knew that that the last shot would just like fall like that? Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. But, I don't know. I like like I like I like the win too because I think the Pistons are sort of. It's weird to say this, but they're like 
the perfect team for Dwayne Casey. How so? Uh, I just think like he's a grinder, um, and like that's a team that historically is kind of a grind, grindy, like hungry team that's always mm-hmm. kind of reinventing themselves. And I don't know, like again, we saw that he couldn't really reinvent himself here, but in terms of just his work ethic and like another place to fall, like I think, I think it was like you know everything, everything that happened where everybody's better off for it. So again, like I don't. I think you're taking the if you're if you're looking at the loss last night and taking it a little too hard. I think you just got to chill out. Yeah, that's kind of the case with most regular season losses, if we're being honest. Um, it's not, not for good. everybody. I know. Oh, trust me, I'm <laughs> deeply embedded in Raptors internet. I know that's not the case. <laughs> Uh, before we get to a couple more things, I want to implore everybody to check out the Locked On NBA Net and Locked On NFL Net social feeds on both Twitter and Instagram. Twitter, it's really great. All the different hosts from across each network are being retweeted by the account. So if you don't want to go around and follow 60 people or 70 people or however many people host podcasts on the network, you can just follow this account and you will get most of their basketball-related tweets into one feed. And that's very handy. Keeps your follower numbers down. And you're not too you're not following numbers. I don't know. Whatever. It keeps it clean, and it's uh, it, it's kind of distills it all and cuts the fat and, and cuts out all my really dumb tweets about I don't know the dumb stuff I tweet about and just has my basketball tweets right there. If that's the thing you're into, follow Locked On NBA Net. It's really great for like breaking news and stuff and during games. It, it's uh, it's very handy. And then on Instagram for those things, we're posting little snippets of the podcast, and you can go on and listen to the full things. Also very cool. And so uh, make sure you're following Locked On NBA Net and Locked On NFL Net on Twitter and Instagram. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up-to-date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Katie. Um, I guess one more thing I wanted to talk about is Blake Griffin. Um, It was really cool to see Blake Griffin be as good as he was last night. He's kind of a slept on. Where where are you on Blake Griffin as like within the pantheon of dudes you like to watch? Because I loved Blake Griffin. I was one of the few people who didn't hate those Clippers teams, it feels like. And I always enjoyed watching Blake. And his injuries have been really kind of a bummer. And it was a bummer when he got traded last year because it was a very DeMar thing, right? Where he signed with the Clippers and was like, yeah, I'm going to be here forever. And then they traded him because it was better for the cap. The Raptors thing, at least they got Kawhi out of it. The Clippers didn't even get much. They got, like, I mean, they got Bobby, so that's fine. But they, uh, so they did get a superstar, I guess, in, in, on a per-minute basis. But um, I don't know. I, I was just happy to see Blake be good last night. It's, again, not a loss I can be too upset about because some nice things happen at the same time. Yeah, it's true. Um, I think Blake is a little overrated. Okay. Uh, I guess I always have. He sort of lost me with the Kia dunk stunt. That was um, dumb, for sure. And Rob DeMar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I've always held that piece pretty close to my heart. Uh, <laughs> I did like, I like that Clippers team. I really like um, Beverly. And I like, I don't know, I don't really like CP3 too much. But mm. um, I yeah, I felt, I felt for him when he got sent to like the Pistons, but... Another thing I don't know if you know about me, the Pistons are like my second favorite team. <laughs> I didn't know that. Why yeah, is why so, is that? Pardon? Why? Yeah. 
Well, Rasheed Wallace for one. Okay, I don't yeah. know. Like, the, not, not like a hard. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> you got like, me. Yeah, they're like this, like kind of scrappy, interesting personality team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from the Bad Boys up to when Rasheed played with them, and like this, whatever's happening to them now, I don't really know. But um, again, that's why I think it's pretty sweet that Casey landed there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was cool to see to see Blake like having a game. Yeah, but. I mean, I don't. <laughs> I'm not. He's probably the least least emotionally invested in player that there is for me in the NBA. Oh wow! Okay. Maybe. I, didn't, I didn't expect that. <laughs> Honestly, I figured Kawhi would be that person for you, but I guess obviously now that he's on the Raptors, it's a little different. Kawhi's growing on me. You know what? Honestly, like when when he has these fumbles, I feel like it's really humanizing him to me more and more. Like I felt so sad for him last night watching him do that, like huh. bounce the ball off. But I keep going back to it. But that was the moment I was like, man, stars, they're just like us. <laughs> <laughs> it is nice that, like, he's not entirely a robot. Um, and there was actually that good piece that came out on Bleacher Report yesterday. I think it was Rick Buecher, actually, which I didn't think I'd be plugging a Rick Buecher piece ever. But uh, he got some good Kawhi stuff when they were in Sacramento. And seems like he's kind of fitting in with the team very nicely, and Kyle seems to have extremely high praise for him. Maybe a little sad, actually, that... Um, did you read this piece? Did, did you see it at all? No. Okay. There was a little passage in there talking about how Kyle's, like, reticent to praise Kawhi too much in public because he doesn't want to, like, be mean to DeMar and, and like, yeah, diminish that. Obviously. Yeah, but he's, like, I apparently behind closed doors. Like, friends, no? Yeah. What's that, sorry? You do that with your friends. Everybody does that with their friends. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I totally get it, but, it, like, it's... It seems like Kyle is very excited to be playing with Kawhi, I guess, behind closed doors, which is cool. And uh, he also called him a fun guy in the piece. He was quoted as calling him a fun guy. So that's two people that agree Kawhi is a fun guy. That's cool. Kawhi. Uh, yeah. Kawhi himself. <laughs> Kyle Lowry. Yes, Kyle, definitely the judge of fun. Obligated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, what was fun was Greg Monroe, our favorite hydrated boy, Getting some oh. run last night with Serge Ibaka sitting out. I guess this is twofold. Um, one, I, we'll get to Monroe in a second, but one, what did you think of Ibaka's getup? Because he looked fantastic. He looked great. I was actually, at, at one point I had a side-by-side photo of him and uh, Boogie from the other night. Cause yeah. They had on like similar outfits. Right. Uh, noticed that both of them were matching their suits to their team colors. That's hardening. It's yeah. really weird that Boogie might be like the voice of reason the piggy, if you will, of the Warriors now. <laughs> he's a pacifier. I know, he's a pacifier. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, Serge looked great, but so did Greg Monroe, 17-9. and nine. He was like 8 of 10 from the field. Uh, what was your uh, degree of emotion as Greg Monroe was going through his uh, his first real Raptors big game? Um, I just want to say I'm not surprised because, again, I believe I called this before the season even started. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like, he just needed some time to settle in and he needed to get minutes. And, like, he's been getting them more and more every game. I think he needed some trust um, to get time like and figure out, like, where he best fit in the rotation. I'm not stoked that Abaka's hurt yeah. or was out. But, like, I think it was a good opportunity. Uh, and, like, you know, whatever, however critical I am with Nurse, I'm glad that he took the chance and put him in. I think he should have been in a little bit later in the game when things started to go sideways. But, right. um, 
I don't know. I think I think he's looking good. I love Greg. <laughs> yeah, it turned around quick because remember when we did the podcast with James in the off season. He was until we discovered the water thing. It was like, oh, Greg Monroe is the most mundane dude in the world. But obviously, no, he's... I never said he was mundane because I had seen. I, I had may have said like, he was mundane. Vacation, but if you listen to that podcast, you can listen to all of us essentially turn a corner in the in the forty five <laughs> minutes or whatever <laughs> that we were talking about him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went in um, expecting like, him to talk like, about him for ten minutes, and then it turned into something so so much more. Forever, I know. I we could have another one. We could do another Greg Monroe. We should get um, James back and do another one. Just reconvene the the Greg Monroe truther uh, faction, I suppose. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. think so. But I did want to say because he did. I think it was at halftime. They had him on at halftime for the interview, and yeah. that also made me so happy because I feel like like that. I was actually kind of surprised. You know, I thought they'd like pull Delon or Siakam or something, but yeah. like to ask him to do it, I think that's. Very cool and, like, a big step for him, you know? Yeah, for sure. And they, they seem to be pretty psyched for him on the bench. Jamal McGlore was screaming moose at him after he subbed out for the last time. That was cool to see. Um, yeah, I'm I, I'm in on Greg Monroe. I'm not sure how much he's going to play. I don't, I'm not sure how much he should, pl- should play, considering how oh. well okay. Abaka and Valanciunas have been playing when they're healthy. But, like... This gives them the leeway to be careful with Ibaka and rest them, and same with JV. Like they don't have to throw them out there every single game. You have Greg Monroe, who's very good, and as they commented last night, he's like the best third string center in the entire league. And I know he's not suitable for a lot of the more high leverage situations of games if teams are gonna try to take advantage of him and his lack of defense. But yeah, I, I'm I'm in with Greg Monroe playing a little bit more. I. I I'm not sure I want to see him playing like next to Jonas, but like next to Ibaka, I could see that against certain teams. I wouldn't he has that a at all. kindest voice. He does have a kind voice, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, definitely a kinder voice than you would expect from somebody named Moose. Why don't you want to see him playing next to JV? Because I think that's weird and like kind of 1999. No. <laughs> <laughs> Let's party like it's 1999, Sean. Okay. All right. We'll <laughs> Let's see Greg Monroe with JV. I'm fine with that. Let's on every lineup that we possibly can. That's my feeling. Honestly, because you're probably right. Potential. Yeah, you're probably right. Like, who gives a damn? It's the regular season that they're going to win 60-plus games in any way without trying. So, like, why not fuck around you know and see what, what it works? Is? You know what it is, Sean? What's that? The regular season. So, Jose Calderon had the assist last night on the game winner. So mad. <laughs> so Katie is off the podcast now. It's just me recording. Um, and uh, yeah, right. the regular season. Maybe I'll just call the podcast that. <laughs> no, I'm gonna save that for for my future Greg Monroe podcast. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> regular season. Oh, I'm mad. Uh, Jose Calderon's not mad. I, I'm not mad at Jose Calderon either for getting the assist on the game winner. Uh, what was your reaction to seeing that? I don't know. It was. It's last night was a very nice former Raptor night. Terrence Ross hit the game winner over the the Sixers in Jimmy Butler's debut. Ruined that. That was delightful because Jimmy Butler deserves uh, nothing good after what he did to our sweet Canadian boy and Carl Anthony Towns. 
Um, and so I'm glad Terrence Ross ruined that night. Jose Calderon had the big game. Dwayne won. Like, good night for former Raptors, I guess. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I, Jimmy Butler can can do no wrong in my eyes. So I don't. I've got no sympathy for Carl Anthony Towns. Just putting that out there. Um, wow. <laughs> You're talking to someone who is the captain of Team Towns and Wiggins. So. Interesting. Yeah. Well. Jimmy Butler coach, seems like a really shitty teammate. I'm sorry. He seems like a bad uh, teammate. I disagree. I think like he seems like someone who wants you to be good at your job, which I feel like. When you care about your job, whatever it is, those are the kinds of colleagues that you want. See, I would argue he seems like he is someone who has unrealistic expectations of how much someone should care about their job. And, like, he is never going to find the people who work hard as hard as him or care as much as him because he's the only person who cares as much as Jimmy Butler does. And no, that is always going to... Like, why doesn't LeBron, like, get this kind of pushback? Do you know what I mean? Also a guy who has, like... A, insane work ethic. I think LeBron gets plenty of pushback for being kind of a bad teammate. Like, that's kind of obvious at this point. Is it because he's just outwardly more likable to most people, do you think, than Jimmy Butler? I think it's that, and also he's just better, so he can kind of back it up. <laughs> like, what's Jimmy Butler ever won? He was on, like, depressing-ass Bulls teams and the Wolves. Like, I, I don't know. I just, what is, like, Jimmy Butler's peak achievement is what? Wow. I can't even like scoring forty points on Damari Carroll in a half. Congratulations, Jimmy Butler. You know what? I this is his team, and he gets to play with my other eternal favorite, Amir Johnson. So I'm stoked. Well, guess what? Uh, I think Ben Simmons is going to hate him so much because uh, it seems like Jimmy doesn't really understand early twenty year olds, and I, I think Embiid will be fine. Who Embiid. Does? I don't know. <laughs> he hated the Bulls. Like he talked shit about Bobby Portis and Miritich and all those guys too. Like. He's True. done this before. I think Ben Simmons is going to ask for a trade within a year. Embiid will be fine because Embiid is such like a force that I think he'll shut Jimmy up if anyone will. But I, I think there's going to be some stuff there with Simmons because they kind of need this ball in their hands at the same time. And I stand like all the stuff Jimmy did with that practice and staging the ESPN interview. Like this is a bad teammate. I disagree. You're okay. never going to convince me. All right. Fine. That's okay, you know, agree to disagree. Right. Um, <laughs> back to Jose Calderon. <laughs> yeah, back to, back to Jose. Uh, I'm happy for him, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, he uh, he got a little shiny moment. I don't know. I like the, I like that team. I love Andre Drummond pretty yeah. heavily. Um, he had a fantastic game. He did get his ass dunked on by OG, though. Yeah, that was cool to watch, though. Yep. <laughs> As is uh, often when a Raptor dunks on Andre Drummond, because it happens quite frequently. Yeah, I mean, that's a good, like, size juxtaposition, too. Yeah. So pretty poetic. Um, I don't know. Like, it could have been anyone. I'm just, I'm glad it was Jose Calderon. I'm glad it wasn't, like, Zaza. <laughs> oh, I love how he got booed, though. That's That's just good fanning by the Raptors fans yeah. yeah by any fan i feel like that's a responsible response <laughs> to something <laughs> uh, that's, that's very fair yeah happy jose did the thing happy terrence ross did the thing and i'm ultimately happy Dwayne casey got the win it sucks that they lost two in a row but i made this point remember last year they lost two games in a row in the middle of a week against the knicks and the pacers the knicks game was the one where tim hardaway went for, went for like 40 and they gave up like a 21-0 run in the third quarter. And it was weird and it th- seemed like things were falling apart. And then they won 17 of their next 20. So, like, they're going to be fine. They're, it's not a big deal that they lost. And ultimately, 
I'm glad Dwayne got one over his ex. I, I think it'll ultimately be good for a few reasons. And I'm going to write about this, actually, for Raptors HQ tomorrow, so I won't spoil it all. But I do think for, like, Nick Nurse, it's probably a nice little, you know, little jolt of cold water. Be like, hey, you know, you're not, you're not there yet. You're not totally better than Dwayne yet. You're not the best coach in Raptors history, not even close. Like, you got a lot of time. You're, you started 12-2, and two, great. But, like, there's still a lot of work to do, and you have to get better as a coach. I think that's going to be useful for him. Um, and I just, I'm, I'm happy with how the game went ultimately. The Raptors kind of needed a loss, I think. A, a loss that kicks them in the ass a little bit. Yeah, I agree. All right. Um, I think that's going to do it. Katie, where can people find your work? I'm ready to promote myself. Yes, uh, please do. As you know, I'm usually quite bad at it. <laughs> uh, as you graciously mentioned, I please sign up for my newsletter, Basketball Feelings, if you have yet to. I can guarantee that after the news, the terrible news about Mello mm-hmm. about an hour ago, mm-hmm. I'll probably have a part two to my Mello newsletter this week mm-hmm. because I'm incensed by what's happening. Yeah. And I've got a lot of feelings about it. Um, I am going to be on a panel with some of your probably favorite Raptors writers and personalities uh, on November 28th. A hoops talk that's at the Rivoli, so you can come watch me just like talk about my feelings instead of listening. <laughs> um, and what else? I'll have something at the Athletic pretty soon, probably within the next week. Uh, and then just you know, just around in the internet, in the ether of the internet. Fantastic! Uh, you'll be on this podcast soon, I'm sure as well. You were on the premium podcast this past week so make sure you're checking that out basketball feelings is great your mellow post was extremely good and the, i think the correct take on, on the mellow situation so uh yeah make sure you're checking katie's stuff out uh if you are feeling like having a week where you have lots of live panels and podcasts to watch the night before i believe you guys have that hoop talks on the 28th i'm going to be hosting a live podcast from odds bar in hamilton uh, at uh, seven or seven thirty or so, the, game, the Raptors play the Memphis Grizzlies that night, so I'll do the podcast. You know, the forty-five minutes or so leading up to that. And if you want to come out, come on. We'll be giving away like free nachos and stuff, and we'll be watching the game and having some drinks. And if you are in Hamilton, it's on one sixty-four James Street South, so like kind of central. And if you're not from Hamilton and want to come in from say Toronto, the Go Bus leaves from Union Station, goes express to this the Go Bus terminal that is like 10 steps from the bar. It's extremely close and very convenient. And you can hop on the bus and be home in 45 minutes at the end of the night if you want to. So uh, again, once again, odds, odds bar on November 27th, 7 p.m., let's say. And uh, I'll be doing a live podcast, talking Raptors and drinking some beers and watching the Raptors play the Grizzlies. So tune in for that or come visit that. I'll, put, I'll post that audio afterwards, but you can come see it live if you'd like. Um, also, the Patreon page, patreon.com slash Raptors, of course, and uh, there'll be another episode up by the end of the week. And Raptors HQ, my column, What Didn't Suck, which is what I'm doing after every Raptors loss this season, it will be up Friday morning. I'll be talking about sort of a lot of what we talked about on today's podcast, just in written form, so stay tuned for that. And um, yeah, that's, uh, that's the stuff. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff, and we'll be back again. I think Saturday morning, I've got like a triple shift I have to work tomorrow, so I don't really have time to do a podcast, but I'll do a podcast with Vivek on Saturday morning recapping the game against the Celtics, so stay tuned for that as well. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time on Locked On Raptors. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.